Hi, I'm Eliza Cece, and you're listening to Like the Dove Podcast. After almost a decade of being immersed in and teaching New Age practices, God opened my eyes and heart to follow Him. Now I help ex-New Agers and new believers in their walk so you feel encouraged and less alone. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, sweet angel. Welcome back. I have such a um, requested episode for you today. We're going to talk all about uh, my experience in the New Age channeling and the specific experience I had that's connected to Acts 5 in the Bible, um, a specific person in Acts 5 that really solidified for me that channeling was a no-go for me um, and that God did not want me to do that anymore. So this is going to be probably like a big episode. There's lots of parts to it. So there's going to be a lot of sharing from me of experiences and yeah, I think that it would just be really good to just kind of get into it. So these are things we're going to talk about today. I'm going to talk about what channeling is in the new age and what my experiences with it were, like how I got into it. I'm going to talk about the story of my last channeling experience and why it just was so crazy. Um, and also it was really meaningful in connection with Acts 5. Um, from a biblical perspective, I'm going to talk about why it's wrong for Christians to channel, and we're going to explore the idea that God is protecting us. He is not limiting us. And yeah, so we're going to, and then I'll probably wrap it up with some uh, Bible study and extra reading support that you'll be able to find in the show notes for um, studying specifically about idolatry in the Bible. Okay, so the very first thing is, uh, let's see, how did I get into channeling? Well, um, some of you know that I was like into, in the new age, I was in like the specific genre of like priestess path. And one of the classes that I took with someone I loved so much, um, she ended up um, being saved as well, which I didn't, I pieced that together like when I was being saved. Um, and she ended up completely closing down her business. She had a really popular, um, yeah, just, she was really popular and she was really beautiful, just like a good hearted person. And I loved her. So I love her still today <laughs> so much. Um, she's an amazing person. And, um, I took like an Avalon, uh, class with her and she, um, yeah, so she like channeled like Guinevere and um, Bridget and um, some of like the Avalon priestesses. Um, we specific, yeah, we worked with like um, Morgan Le Fay and we did like this six month program with her. And she in, the, in this class was teaching us how to channel. That was like my first experience. She ended up recommending a few books of how to channel and how to do that. And I think I was just really swept up in the idea that this made me feel special. Like, oh, if I was channeling, that would mean that I'd had that I was set apart and I had this special gift from God and that I was different, you know, like I had this special skill. And for sure, um, that was like the open gateway for me of going deeper into channeling. Um, I remember in this class, um, it was broken up to like special kind of like um, 
practices and um, like the idea of like finding out what like your priestess skill was in this class. And so I really leaned into channeling. I felt like um, I felt resonant with it. And so I ended up learning how to channel and then ended up filling these notebooks full of my channeling experiences. And then people would hire me to channel on their behalf, all this stuff. So I was like really deep into this. And yeah, that's how it began for me. That's how it started. So I was channeling demons. I was not channeling Morgan Le Fay. I was not channeling Bridget. I was not channeling Guinevere or any of these Avalon people. I was channeling demons, you know, and I really started like God showed me that when I was saved, that, that that's not a thing. You're not channeling anyone of the light. And then my ex- my last experience that I'm going to share with you in a few minutes um, really kind of solidified that for me. So when I was just really into it, I loved channeling. It felt so good. I was helping people. Um, I would always get, I was like, this isn't, this can't be bad because I'm channeling positive messages. Like my channeling experiences were always like the goddess Isis telling me like how great I am and how I'm going to be such a great writer and I'm going to be like used for the light of the world and all this stuff. (laughs) And it's like so funny to me now. Um, And, you know, like there was no darkness in my heart. It felt like there was no, um, feeling of like, oh, this is bad or I shouldn't be doing this. It was actually like, I'm being encouraged to continue to do this. And this feels really good, which obviously makes sense, right? Like the demons want us to continue, (laughs) um, giving them full reign to siphon our energy and our creativity and our power to work for the bad one, right? And so, yeah, so I just continued with it. I felt so good about it. And then I think, so all of my um, ex- my experience of like opening up to God started in 2019, but then I was like truly in it and fully, you know, immersed in uh, this shift in 2020. And then, you know, I w- went through a period of... Uh, I was still teaching new age stuff, but I was changing it. And I was like, oh, maybe I could just like still do this and make it work for me. You know, Um, my clients are really liking these meditations that I'm channeling. They're liking, um, you know, the experiences like they're feeling so good. It must not be that bad. So maybe I can just do like a taper off or or a layer of shifting and I can kind of redirect our attention to to over here and not be doing these things as much. And so I did play with that before, like letting go of everything. And I do think that this was God's grace over me. He knew that I wouldn't be able to drop every single thing because it was my livelihood at the time. And um, he was really great, like just filled me with, um, okay, I, I'm not going to pressure her and put this on her. She's dealing with a lot in her life. I'm going to slowly taper her down to nothing, <laughs> which is exactly what he did. Eventually, I ha- stripped everything away, as you know, and had to start brand new and really just sit in this like darkness and in, in this quiet space of, okay, I've, I've been stripped of everything in my life, and I've let everything go. And now I'm just going to be with my relationship with 
the Lord and see what happens from it, right? But of course, at this time, I was not in that place. And so in 2020 and 2021, I was still channeling um, for clients. And, you know, like the way I was shifting doing it um, felt better for me. And so like, you'll start to see that like, my mind was trying to tell me like, oh, this is okay, because right. And I think that that is a trap that we can get caught in if we're newly saved or we're contemplating becoming a Christian because we're so wrapped up in our own control and our own narcissism, <laughs> thinking like our way is the best way instead of God's way being the best way. And God was really teaching me how to trust him. And so I was working with this one client um, in very beginning, I guess, of 2021, when I was just about to have this experience of my final experience of channeling. And so, um, yeah, I would work with this person. She's so sweet and so loving, and I really enjoy her. Um, we ended up parting ways as friends, which is sad, you know, because um, they didn't like the direction I was going in, which is totally fine. I know that um, becoming a Christian is not going to be uh for everyone and i'm totally cool with that there's no hard feelings there i just love her so much and when we were working together there was a lot of pressure and people did this to me a lot so think about if people do this to you as well is they project onto you what they want for you and so she was channeling for me and i was channeling for her and one of the things that just kept coming up, and this isn't like a one-off. Um, I had two or three other people who said the same things to me. And it was all about like, you are meant to do angelic work. Like you're meant to work with the angels. You're meant to work, you're meant to like create this whole system of teaching about angelic healing. And you are going to be like really sharing about this and every time someone would talk to me about this I would be like hard pass no like in my heart I wouldn't say that <laughs> I'm a nice person I'm not gonna say that out loud right but I would be like okay you know like I'll think about that I'll feel it I'll pray about that I'll see what that you know feels like nobody at this point knows all the Jesus stuff internally that I'm feeling and going through and processing and being transformed brand new um, into. And so, um, you know, they kept being like, yeah, like you're supposed to be doing this angel stuff, right? And I'm like, no. And then, and then it was like, to be a, like appeasing, I was like, you know what? I keep getting this message from other people. It's like the third time now. You know what? I'm going to give channeling one more shot. Because at this point in 2021, I had taken a break um, for, I don't know, a few months, maybe something like that. And because I start, I was saved and I was like, no, this, you know, I'm letting go of new age practices. I'm not adding to, right? And I'm trying to be more authentic and I'm also trying to appease people. And so I was doing this constant dance of feeling like, what I'm doing is wrong, but also it's like how I'm making my money and I'm scared, you know? Um, so 
uh, I decided after having this conversation with her that I would do channeling one more time. And I would, and I came in, I went into it, um, with a feeling of, I don't really want to be doing this, but I'm going to see what happens. And so I did the channeling and what happened, and I'll just take you through what happened. I threw all of my channeling notebooks out, so I don't have the exact words to share with you, but I will just share from memory the best that I can. So what happened in this is, and I think God helped me to keep this as a memory so that I can share this <laughs> with you. Um, yeah, so I did the last channeling and this is what happened. So basically I did like a mixture. Usually I would channel and I would just sit and close my eyes and pray to whoever I was planning to connect to astrally. And then I would write down whatever I saw and felt and heard and whatever was said to me. And I would just write that down and that would be my channeling practice. This time I decided to do a shamanic journey and I went into a shamanic journey. Um, and what happened was there was like this big long table where all of my supposed spirit team was supposed to be sitting at the table and I was you know usually they'd all be there before <laughs> in my old channeling days the whole spirit team would be sitting at this table and this time the table was empty except for one person and she revealed her name to be Safira so if you've ever read Acts 5 which I'm going to read to you after this um this woman told me that her name was Safira and to come and sit at the table. So I did. And I mean, we exchanged some information. I don't remember those details, I guess, because they're not important. But then something in me always would ask my, the, the guides or the whoever, obviously the demons that I was channeling, I would always ask them, like, are you a safe being? Can I trust you? What are your intentions for being here? And I did that. I hadn't done that in so long because the the beings that I would channel were just so kind and loving and uplifting all the time. And this time it felt very different. And I was like, okay, like the hairs on my arms are like standing up <laughs> as I'm sharing this with you. Um, so, you know, like I was at the table with this person who called herself Safira and I was like, okay, um, you know, like, are you a being of light? And she said, no. Um, can I trust you? Again, she said, no, I can't, I can't lie. I have to give you the truth and you can't trust me. I am here to direct you off of your path with God. And then I was like, hard stop, get me out of here. And that was the last time that I ever channeled. And then, um, so like that might feel kind of like insignificant, but if you haven't read the Bible, it will feel insignificant until you read Acts. So I'm going to read Acts, a little bit of Acts 5 for you, so you can get a feel for who this person was that I feel I was channeling. Okay. 
Okay, so just to set the stage, if you're not a Bible reader yet, <laughs> I would just like to tell you that Acts is the book in the Bible that comes after the four Gospels. Um, and so this is the time after Jesus has just died and been resurrected. And then now the very early um, church and the apostles are growing the faith and building up to spreading the message. And so this is Acts 5. It's titled Ananias and Sapphira. Now a man named Ananias, together with his wife Sapphira, also sold a piece of property. With his wife's full knowledge, he kept back part of the money for himself, but brought the rest and put it at the apostles' feet. Then Peter said, Ananias, how is it that Satan has so filled your heart that you have lied to the Holy Spirit and have kept for yourself some of the money you received for the land? Didn't it belong to you before it was sold? And after it was sold, wasn't the money at your disposal? What made you think of doing such a thing? You have not lied just to human beings, but to God. When Ananias heard this, he fell down and died. And great fear seized all who heard what had happened. Then some young men came forward, wrapped up his body, and carried him out and buried him. About three hours later, his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. Peter asked her, tell me, is this the price you and Ananias got for the land? Yes, she said, that is the price. Peter said to her, how could you conspire to test the spirit of the Lord? Listen, the feet of the men who buried your husband are at the door and they will carry you out also. At that moment, she fell down at his feet and died. Then the young men came in and finding her dead, carried her out and buried her beside her husband. Great fear seized the whole church and all who heard about these events. So when I read this, and so you can read this in Acts 5, verse 1 through 11. So once I was studying and reading the word, and I heard Sephira, I got the craziest chills wash over me. And just like this feeling of the Holy Spirit reminding me, bringing that memory forward of the last time I channeled. And maybe that doesn't feel significant to you. And maybe you're like, oh, wow. <laughs> like I was feeling like, oh, wow. Okay, um, this is something. This is something to pay attention to and listen to. Um, and there's just so much in the Bible about idolatry and divination and channeling and all the stuff that we do in New Age as a, as a hardcore sin, as a no-go, as something that God wants to protect us from. And in that moment, God was like, see, this is why it's like not all, it has to be all or nothing. You know, you can't be like putting your foot into the New Age pool and also be fully embraced by me. So it's like this one of those many moments that God gave me of choice. And I, I chose God. I'm not going to make the biggest mistake of all and then regret it. I would rather, um, I would rather just be full in with God and be wrong by accident, you know, and know that I've put my full life and my faith in him than make the biggest mistake ever and find out too late when I die 
you know? And so it just feels like the easiest yes in my life to let go of these things that I used to be like so caught up in because of specialness, because of thinking that I was, you know, like doing something good, you know, that I was being helpful or that I was, you know, somehow smarter or better. And all of this, of course, is wrapped up in the episode from last week of my hurt and my broken heart and my feeling of not being good enough and not being loved and and being rejected by my family you know so it's like this whole process of understanding that god's love is bigger than i could ever imagine and he his forgiveness is wide and deep for us and all we need to do is repent and acknowledge that we're not going to do those things anymore and that we're going to come to him yes i'm going to make mistakes yes i 100 percent made mistakes as i was like coming away from new age some things dropped immediately and were really easy and other things hung on and i grappled with them for a really long time and um channeling was one of those okay so Let's um, segue into why it's wrong as Christians to idolize or have idols or work within the, the framework of idolatry, right? Idolatry is just having, believing, um, holding to, trusting in anything that's and putting it higher than God, right? So we do this all over the place in our culture, you know, like it could be like your phone use and <laughs> your addiction to social media could be an idol in your life. Um, so many of us struggle with that. Um, idolatry could be like um, over, like overdoing it with food, right? And and like snacking or having addictions to like coffee or sugar or um, at real real addictions that hurt people. You know, like alcohol and drugs. You know that that those can all be idols, things that we put above our relationship with God and thinking like that thing is the thing that's going to save us or make us feel better in the moment instead of going to God, which is what he wants us to always constantly be doing, right? And so, of course, for New Age, it's very, uh, for me, it's like very black and white. It's very easy to see what the idols are in the New Age. Um, one of them is like, we've talked about this a little bit is like uh narcissism and and feeling like we are our own god and many parts of the new age teach this of like you know you don't need god like that's so archaic and the bible is stupid and <laughs> you know what i mean like we've all had we've had um new age teachers who teach like that and and think that it's like weak or pathetic to trust in Christianity or, you know, other religions because, you know, like you get to be the ruler of your own life and you get to do this and that. Um, so, you know, and it's really easy to see like the people who obviously have church hurt or have been raised maybe probably in really strict um you know, religious families. And so the hurt through that and the misunderstanding is coming through and we just have grace and we pray for those people. Right. Um, and then like in new age, we're seeing it more obviously in the idol worship of like, for me, it was 
literally worshiping the goddess Isis. All of the teachers and things, uh, they would, what's the word? Um, they would welcome and encourage building relationships with goddesses, especially what they would call dark goddesses, um, like Kali, uh, Isis, uh, Hathor was a big one. Um, all, and then like, you know, like, especially around like Halloween time, it would be like this worship of dark goddesses intensely. And I was always very turned off and grossed out by that. And I know that that was like God's protection. But some of us don't feel that. And some of us go really deep into that. So like goddess worship was a big one. Um, using tarot cards, uh, you know, any kind of divination, going to psychic, psychic readers, becoming a psychic yourself, um, being an intuitive, um, worshiping like the new age idea of, of an angels and angelics. I think that that's a big one because it's packaged to look a certain way. And we love the idea of angels. We love the idea of being protected and loved and for angels to do things for us and bring things for us. And then there's like the whole genre of new age where it's talking about star seeds and that you don't fit in because you're from another, another planet. I really fell into that for a long time and actually taught classes on how to connect with your star family and figure out who your star family is. Um, and yeah, so there's, it's just more obvious in new age what the idols are and what we need to repent from and um, shift our perspective of we don't need any of that when we have God. We don't need any of that when we have Jesus. We don't need any of that when we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us as Christians. And so I want to just share with you a few pieces and places in the Bible that really spoke to me when I was reading um, as a new believer and what really helped me. It just solidified things for me. And if that feels good for you, I'm going to read a piece that just always stuck out to me as super helpful. But before I do that, I think it could be important when we have questions of where in the Bible does it actually say that God doesn't want us doing these things that we held so closely to in New Age, right? So you'll find a lot of it in Leviticus. Um, so Levitic, uh, excuse me, Leviticus 19.31, do not turn to mediums or necromancers, do not seek them out, and so make yourselves unclean by them. I am the Lord your God. Also, Deuteronomy 18, 9 through 12, when you come into the land that the Lord your God is giving you, you shall not learn to follow the abominable practices of those nations. There shall not be found among you anyone who burns his son or his daughter as an offering, anyone who practices divination or tells fortunes or interprets omens, or a sorcerer or a charmer or a medium or a necromancer, or one who inquires of the dead, for whoever does these things is an abomination to the Lord. And because of these abominations, the Lord your God is driving them out before you. Another good one would be Jeremiah 27, 9. So do not listen to your prophets, your diviners, your dreamers, your fortune tellers, or your sorcerers who are saying to you, you shall not serve the king of Babylon. That's very important. Another one is in Daniel. Daniel would be a good study um, for new age. 
and uh, Daniel 2.27. Obviously, this is taken out of the context of the story, but I just want to share how he's specifically saying no wise men, enchanters, magicians, or astrologers can show to the king the mystery that the king has asked because Daniel was receiving a direct word from God and God was saying, you know, don't refer to these people because they're liars and they're not being they're not under the mantle of me god and in a minute i'm going to talk more about jeremiah but this is another one from jeremiah 14 14 again i really support and encourage you to read these books of the bible jeremiah especially so here's jeremiah 14 14 and the lord said to me the prophets are prophesying lies in my name i did not send them nor did i command them or speak to them they are prophesying to you a lying vision worthless divination and the deceit of their own minds i think that's so powerful because that's something i really connect to when i think back it the channeling and people who channel they are just um you know probably pulling a lot of the information from the subconscious right we think that we're channeling these things like think about what i said before when i was channeling isis and she would just give me these beautiful kind supportive messages it was like what my unconscious mind was desperate for because i wasn't receiving love in certain areas of my life like with my family you know, and so I felt unloved. And of course, what are the, what is going to happen when I channel? I'm going to pour forth the desire of my heart of what I most want and need is to be like, yeah, you're doing the right thing. You're doing, you're like on your path, you know, like this is so good for you. You're doing good things in the world. Like, like a pat on the back that I so desperately wanted. And instead of like receiving my identity through God at that time of my life, I was receiving it from the darkness that I was channeling with the entities. And, you know, of course they were giving me that good feeling of what I wanted, but ultimately it was just really hurting me, hurting my soul, hurting, you know, yeah, just kind of keeping me farther from the truth and the beauty of what I could really be receiving in my, in a relationship with God. Okay. So the, the, book that I would recommend above all books that you start with if you're working through idolatry and trying to figure out what God believes about it is 100% to read Jeremiah. When I read Jeremiah for the first time last year, my heart was just like burst open with love and gratitude for God. Really helped me to understand God's heart and how, okay, so Jeremiah is a, a, a prophet, right? And so God comes to him and is asking him to be a prophet to the people and, and condemn them and tell them like why they're sinning and why they're doing things wrong in God's eyes so that they can repent and be under the love and, you know, with God forever right and that's what god wants for us and so the whole book about of jeremiah is about like for me it's it very much pinpointed how we're how we're sinners how we're bad how god just wants to continually see us do the right thing and he's given through jeremiah and what jeremiah shares through god of what god's telling the people wants the people to know through jeremiah is that like you know like you're messing up and i'm your god and come back to me and it's just like over and over the people are just messing up and doing the wrong thing and 
waiting and God's just waiting so patiently for us to make amends and to turn course. And that felt so connected for me with like the idol worship the new age has and that I had. And it and there are just so many ways in the new age where I felt like uh like wow, God really forgave me for a lot. And just like God forgave the Israelites for a lot of, you know, like blaspheming him and turning away from him and doing terrible, horrific things. And, you know, eventually, you know, God knows that they're going to come back to him. And, but it's just like a lot, it's a lot of struggle and it's a lot of pain. And I wonder like what that feels like for God, for us to constantly be like, no, I have, I know myself, I have a better way. Like I know more about myself, you know, like I can do this on my own. And it's just like so heartbreaking when you like wake up from that when you you know that like God saved you from being such a terrible person and that Jesus died for you in order for you to wake up and to be protected and safe under him forever right and so i want to read to you um Jeremiah 10 so that you can kind of get like a little bit of a feeling of what i'm talking about here okay Jeremiah 10. Hear what the Lord says to you, people of Israel. This is what the Lord says. Do not learn the ways of the nations or be terrified by signs in the heavens, though the nations are terrified by them. For the practices of the peoples are worthless. They cut a tree out of the forest, and a craftsman shapes it with his chisel. They adorn it with silver and gold. They fasten it with hammer and nails, so it will not totter. Like a scarecrow in a cucumber field, their idols cannot speak. They must be carried because they cannot walk. Do not fear them. They can do no harm, nor can they do any good. And this really hit me like a bolt of lightning when I was reading this of how true this is. It's like we have these idols. We have these things that we think are going to save us or that are going to transform us. And and we put all of our energy and our effort into thinking that these idols are going to be the thing that transforms our lives from like feeling crappy to feeling amazing. And we put all of our time and our resources and our money and our effort into these idols and nothing ever comes of it because they're like lifeless little scarecrows that we have to carry around and keep, you know, with us and keep doing all these like time consuming and annoying rituals that have a hundred steps. And we have to like say these incantations and these prayers and just do all this stuff that is literally useless. And we're just talking to darkness and just bringing more darkness and crappy experiences back into our lives. Do you feel that too? I mean, is it just me? <laughs> it just feel, it just felt so real when I was reading Jeremiah of just truly how big God's love is for us and how more than that, how big his forgiveness is for us, you know, like, wow, it's huge, you know, and we have to, we have to see it at some point right? When we make those choices for ourselves of moving away from the, this idol worship into a life of what could be and what feels so freeing and beautiful with God. And it's like, also, I'm not trying to be like intense or 
a Debbie Downer or anything, <laughs> but this is important. And so, like, there's also a promise, and the promise is Jesus, right? But there's also something beautiful in Jeremiah 17, 7, 7 and 8. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. It, its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. And truly, truly, like that's what life has felt like with God after leaving New Age. And so I don't know if you're in New Age. I don't know if you're a Christian. I don't know if you're Christian curious. I don't know if maybe you just are still listening to this podcast because you're curious about what has, what could have so drastically changed my life from <laughs> being a New Age teacher to now being, um, you know, a lover of being a Christian and wanting others who are stuck in the new age to hear about it, you know? So like whatever reason it is that you're here, I just want to remind you of like how good it can feel. Like my life probably wouldn't be anything that anyone would be so excited about except for if you could really feel how I how I feel inside. I've never felt so loved. I've never felt so complete. Um, you know, I had to rebuild my whole business and figure out who I am again and God created me to be brand new and to be different because the way I was doing things before were just from a, a really broken place and now I feel so different and like if you are struggling in your life it what could it hurt to really just start to be curious about putting your life um ambitions you know like that you think in your mind that you need so badly what if you decided to put god at the center of your life instead of like the ambitions or or the practices that you hold so strongly to what if you decided to just be curious about what it is that you're hearing more and more people are being transformed by god every day i mean i can't believe that there are so many people who are being saved by God every day. And I, what's so cool about this is like, we're seeing it. We can see it through the internet, which I'm so grateful for because it's like, yeah, God is so incredible. It's so amazing. And I feel so grateful to receive a gift I don't deserve, you know? And, um, yeah, I'm grateful that God is a forgiving God and a loving God and a just God. And, I get to understand more about God the more that I read my Bible and the more that I pray and more, to, more that I build my relationship um, with him. And I'm not a theologian. I'm not a pastor. I'm not like anybody who has any kind of authority. I'm just a person who loves Jesus and um, who God is using to share my experiences. And... Um, you know, so I don't know <laughs> how you feel about this, but I hope that this has been helpful for you. And I hope that you are understanding now more a little bit of like why it's so important for us to um, to look at our experiences and look at our past and not be ashamed or depressed by them. But but know that that that's a part of our story that has shaped who we are. And it's totally okay to step into a new direction um, in a beautiful and loving way. And so 
I just want to end this episode by just putting it out there that understanding God and loving God and believing in God is a beautiful thing. And it's something that I feel is so cool about it is that I get to learn about God and understand God in new ways every day for the rest of my life. So it's like going to be a process. And what I believe today will will definitely shift and as I evolve and grow deeper into my faith. And um, I've seen that happen since I was saved. I like there were certain teachers or certain books that I really loved and really helped me because they helped me in that season, you know, and then now I've shifted into other things and then I'll continue to evolve and shift. You know, it's just the beauty of the Holy Spirit, like leading you um, towards the people and the experiences that you most need at that moment. And so I just want to leave with you for this um, episode, the idea that God is protecting us. He is not limiting us. And I'm going to do more of an episode about that. But I just want to just remind you that if you're someone who's still just kind of um, not sure, um, I would just want to tell you that God isn't limiting us by telling us, you know, to sit in some kind of box, you know, with all kinds of rules and restrictions. That actually the the structure that God gives us to live through is actually allowing us to have more freedom and more love and more encouragement and more trust and more faith in our lives. So in the show notes, I'm going to link the the Daily Grace Co's idolatry study. I think that that is really excellent. I have it myself and it's something that could be really helpful if you're coming out of working through idolatry in any of the layers, whether it's new age or some of the things that we talked about. I just find that to be a really encouraging study. So I'll link that. And if you use my code, I think you get $5 off your first order. So that's pretty cool. Okay, that's it for today. I hope that this story and my experiences have helped you i would love to hear from you so message me or send me an email info at elizacc.com and if you've enjoyed this episode i'd love for you to leave me a five-star review it helps so much and yeah i can't wait to talk more with you about these things and more in the next episode Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'd be so grateful if you take a few seconds, hop over to iTunes or Spotify, wherever you're listening to this and leave a review if you've enjoyed these episodes. And it'd be so fun to just keep connected with you, hear your suggestions of things you'd like me to cover in the future episodes. And you can do that through DM on our new Instagram page at likethedove, or you can email me info at elizacc.com. Don't forget, we have a really amazing freebie for you in the show notes called the New Believer Resource Library. It's full to the brim with book recommendations, Bibles I use and love, and all kinds of links and support for your walk with God. I hope it helps you. Okay, I'll see you in the next episode.